Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Today on Just a Sip, the first time I've ever seen Basketball Wives LA, there was this one girl on it who was gorgeous. She was quiet, but you could tell there was more to her than she was letting on that show. I remember saying... This bitch has something cooking up his leaf, and she's going to be bigger than this show. And I am so happy to say that she is actually bigger than the show now, even though I love the show. No shade to the show. She just figured out life after reality, which is not an easy thing to do. Please welcome my guest, Drea Michelle. Yes. Yes. Okay. The body. Hold on. The body. Hello. Take a seat. How's it going? Good. You look unbelievable. Thank you. Oh my God. Get right in here. Okay. I am so happy that you are here. I've been meaning to talk to you for a while because I feel like no one does your justice. Thanks. And you have a big following. <laughs> what is it about your life that you think people really connect to? I think my realness, I, I've just been, I've been real. I've been on social media since I feel like social media started. Um, I was really like ahead of it and um, just being real. And the people that um, were on social media with me 10 years ago, they kind of got to see me grow mm -hmm. and they've grown with me. They've matured with me. And your life was not always as glamorous as it is now. No. Where are you from originally? Uh, a city called Reading, right outside of Philadelphia. By the way, my sister always says, if you hear a girl who's about to fight, yell out, I'm from Philly, Ooh. Baltimore, or Detroit, yeah. you get the f out. Yeah, for sure. No matter how yeah. hard you are, you get the f out. Yeah. How hard was it growing up in that? What was your town like? It's very, very urban, and the the minorities are the majorities. Um, it's, it's a mostly black and um, Hispanic community and i just grew up you know kind of in the hood yeah. and it is what it is you know? but you were the pretty light-skinned girl in the hood well no we were all the pretty light-skinned girls in the hood it's it's everyone was either light-skinned or brown-skinned but like everybody was was it yeah it's funny i feel like sometimes the pretty girls get picked on and i kind of saw it in reality tv had that ever happened to you in your life before that yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm biracial. My mom's white. My dad's black. So um, I, I had, you know, identity issues growing up. I struggled with um, being in the in the school that I was supposed to go to, which was like, 
you know, the city school, the urban school, yeah. the school with all the, the blacks and Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. And, um, you know, I had trouble fitting in there because sometimes I wasn't black enough or sometimes I just didn't feel black enough. Um, and then I tried going to, you know, a school in the suburbs where it was more white people. And, you know, same thing, identity issues, you know, wasn't white enough, um, didn't feel like I fit in. So, you know, I think as I got older, I just found more confidence in who I am. And I was just like, look, I don't care where I don't fit in. I'm going to get in where yeah. I fit in and I'm going to get in where I don't fit in because I'm just confident now. I feel more better about myself. So I got over it. You, you know? got over it. Mm -hmm. Now, at 17 years old, you had your first child. What was going through your mind at that moment? Because I feel like sometimes I've had cousins who have kids. We're teen moms. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard because there's a lot of shame associated with it and a lot of judgment. How did you get over that at 17 years old and how did you power through? Well, at 17, um, I had a really, really strong mom who, you know, led me to believe that any situation I was put in, I could overcome and that no matter what happened, she was always going to be there to support me. So I wasn't afraid. Mm -hmm. I had my mom to ha hold me down and, and have my back. And she did. Um, she helped me every step of the way with it. And, you know, I, I got through it. It was it, it forced me to grow up very quickly, but I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I learned a lot of lessons. Um, I became responsible. Because that's not always a story in the hood where we're from. Yeah. You're, sometimes your parents don't like it. Sometimes your mm -hmm. parents ostracize you. You know, some girls hide it. Some girls, you know, take alternative routes. Did that ever go through your mind to not have that baby? At 17, no. I, I don't even think I was mature enough to to understand that there were even other options. I, I didn't even, I didn't know any of that. I was still, like, too young and too green. It was, you know, the first time, not the first time that I had sex, but... Pretty yeah. close to the first time I had sex. Um, and, you know, I got pregnant. And I was just like, well, that's that. It's the end of that. And then I guess here I am. I'm pregnant now. Yeah. You seem like a very hands-on mom and a good mom. Thank you. Um, do you ever felt like you missed out on something because you did put all your time and your energy into this child? No, I don't. I don't feel like I missed anything because, you know what, like I said, back to my mom being a, a big support system, anything I wanted to do, whether it was when I was 19 or 20 years old and I just wanted to go out and hang with my friends, um, my mom allowed me to do that. My mom would watch my son for me so that I was able to still have fun and have a life and yeah. not just be in the house with a baby um, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Can I get a shot of this 1942? Because this conversation is about to get real. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. All right. Oh, you're a half drinker like I'm, me. Mm-hmm. I like a half and half. I need you to explain something to me because back in the day, if you were a dancer, people looked down upon you and judged you for it. And now we have Cardi B, we <laughs> have you, we have Amber Rose. There's so many women that have figured out life and how to be boss bitches that have come out of that culture, what was that experience like for you? Because there must be something that is learned or taught in that <laughs> that we're not getting in college because y'all are killing it. Um, I think what we all have in common is we had a natural instinct to hustle. Um, and I think hustling, no matter how you get it, is still should be respected. It's still like a craft. Um, 
and you know there there's other forms of hustling that are you know idolized like there's drug dealers that are idolized where i come from and, yeah. and they're they're literally selling drugs which is illegal um but i mean a hustle is a hustle and some people worship and, and idolize that some people frown upon it um i feel like with dancing you know it just takes a certain type of girl to be able to do it you have to have the skill like to be able to finesse yeah um i just had a goal the goal was to get the money and get the heck up out of there and 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 always the entire time that i did that i still had a day job yeah so i worked at the bank during the day which you know is was really hard balancing yeah. getting off at two o'clock in the morning and not getting home till about four in the morning because i still had an hour and 20 minute drive with some you know yeah delays or whatever get home at four in the morning still have to get up get my kids to school and go to work at the bank and work nine to five at the bank every day it was challenging but you know it was just what I had to do. Damn, I wish you were in Hustlers. <laughs> I wish I was in Hustlers too. <laughs> I wish you were in Hustlers because A, you're an amazing actress. Thank you. B, it makes sense because you've lived through it and you have figured out the game. I figure, I see dancing like reality TV. It's an opportunity to figure out the game to make yourself into something bigger. Did you ever see it that way? Um, yeah, I had no choice but to, to see like the silver lining in it all. I had to, I knew that as soon as I decided to make the decision to come on TV and put myself out there, that that wasn't the end of it. I, I was going to say, I'm leaving all this Pennsylvania life behind. I'm going to come out here to LA. I'm going to do this. I was going to fully commit and do it because I could never, ever, ever go back. Yeah. Ever. Okay. Let's speak of your man. <laughs> He's fine. Thanks. You guys are engaged. Mm -hmm. Why haven't you walked down the aisle yet? Here's the thing. The thing is, you gotta get that prenup in order, and that is a little bit of a struggle when both parties have money, and especially when one starts out with more money, mm -hmm. and one is going to be retired soon, and the other one is going to continue to make money. Once you get married, it's the money that you, you split is the money you make after you're married. I'm gonna make money forever. We don't talk. Okay, we don't talk about. So it's like you know, it's like a long discussion. We don't talk about prenups when it comes to women who make their own yeah. money. It's just you know we gotta iron out what happens with the future money. It seems on the outside that you're so sweet and so beautiful, but I know I'm like, oh, I see her. She's tough and she doesn't play and she doesn't. Around. I don't want anything that comes easy. I don't want any handouts, and I don't want to ever feel like I forced anything. Um, I want everything fair and square. I don't want, oh, you got this because you're pretty. You got this because you're popular. You got this because you know so and so. I I want my relationships to be genuine. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I never wanted to like force an engagement, force a marriage, force a, a child. Mm -hmm. I could have had ch children by whoever the hell I wanted to, and exactly. you know, been been just a a professional the, yeah. baby mama and been getting paid for it. Both my children were made out of love and I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I'm still with the father of my child. Yeah. Um, because you know, it's rare for us. It is rare. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. 
I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The first time I ever saw you was on Basketball Wives. What? And the minute that you walked on screen, <laughs> I was like, this bitch is too cute to be on reality TV with five women because the cute one always gets it, gets it the worst. Yeah. How was it when you were on that show the first season? It was all right. It was an, an experience. Glad I went through it. Not really trying to get go through it again. Never again. No. Basketball Wives has a stereotype of like these angry black women. And I feel like more than just black people watch it. I feel like all races of people mm -hmm. um, watch it. And I feel like people that aren't familiar with the black culture take that and they think that that is it. That's what we are. And I'm, I'm really, I feel really, really bad that I was a part of that and like I contributed to that um, because we're not. Black women, we're queens. We're so much more than arguing with each other over stupid stuff. And um, I never want people to think that I'm like this aggressive black woman because I'm not. I'm a black woman, but I'm not aggressive. I'm aggressive like when it comes to my work and my business, but I'm not like a try to fight you in the streets. And I feel like that show has kind of like gave me that. I, yeah. I got pushed like to the limit where I had to like bark back or I mean, bite back. If Sunday Carter was coming after me like that in Palm Springs, I'd probably do the same thing. You know? But let me ask you this, in your honest opinion, when you watch a Housewives or you watch a predominantly white show on, you know, that centers around five, six women, do you feel like they fight less than you guys? Or is it just in a different way? White reality drama versus black reality drama. Yeah. Because, you know, like, the white ladies that I know that aren't on the show are like, oh, my God, I can't believe those housewives act like that. Can you believe they were fighting and throwing wine? And I'm like, yeah, that ain't shit. Like, come on. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's a big difference in it. And I, I think it comes from what the viewer is trained to see. I think somewhere down the line we messed up to where it, like, was like, okay, let's get black people on TV and let's, like, let them act a fool because other black people will want to see that. And I think now we're like dependent on it and black shows won't work unless it has that um, drama and that rawness and that aggressiveness and the, the fights and like the security coming in and breaking things up and you know, the snatching off the mics and like breaking down the, the walls of, you know, when you're on TV, you're not yeah. supposed to say things like, take my mic off, stop yeah. filming me. They've like allowed that and um, I think that that's what when we see our people that's what we expect to see we expect to see us fighting and if we're not we don't want to see it yeah. like this is why you know shows like married to medicine are kind of like because doctors wives are not like fighting with each other people want love and hip-hop yeah they do and people but there are people out there that are willing to give it to them well yeah there's people that are very 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 hungry for like just a shot and they sign up for it because you know you, if you're signing up for a show like that you know what it is yeah they can sit there and they can say to you sign this paper you're gonna be on this show we're gonna talk about your business and everything's gonna be amazing you know what's up but you watched the show already you know what's you up. you know what's up i knew what was up i had the conversation with my mom um before i signed on to the show and um i was like mom you know they want me to do the show um 
it's already on, you know, these girls are married to basketball players. Like, I don't have any, like, basketball association. And she's like, well, like, do they want you to date someone? You better date them, you know? <laughs> you better like, get you better do it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no. Like, you know, I don't know if it's, like, because of who they think I dated or, like, what. And she's like, well, whatever it is, you do it. So, like, halfway through filming, I'm like, oh, my God, I think, like, I think I'm coming off as like bitchy. I think I think the world is gonna think I'm a bitch. She's like, well, let me tell you something. Every show has the bitch. She said, if you're the bitch, if they nominated you to be the bitch, you be the biggest bitch that you can be. You be a wicked witch of the West and you just, that's you, you own that. And I was like, okay, you know, like, yeah. I guess. And when it, came, when it came on TV, the whole six months of filming, I thought I was like this, wicked person because I just felt unnatural. I felt unnatural arguing with people. Yes, like yes. I was like, why are we arguing? I don't even know you guys and you're arguing with me like Over we nothing. go back. We don't go back. I don't know you. I don't know your man. I don't know anything about you. You just don't like me because I'm here. Okay. I just defended myself the best way I could and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be like hated across the world. I'm going to be like this. And uh, it was the total opposite when it came on TV and I was taken like I was like, whoa. We all love you. Yeah, I, had n I was not expecting that at all. You were lucky in the sense that it always seemed that somebody was jumping you. There was always two against one. Mm -hmm. Whether it was Jackie and somebody else, Sunday and somebody else, it always felt like, and you were skinny girl, you were cute, and we were like, oh, we love that Bambi. She gonna get it right. Mm -hmm. How hard was it for you to break that mold after leaving that reality show? Well, I, I still haven't fully broken it I'm um it still is kind of like a thing that you know haunts me there's a lot of closed doors behind that show and you know I work every day I, I put I throw myself into my work so that those doors that were closed those opportunities that I want um those no's will become yeses so this is this is one of the things that motivates me and drives me to get up and like do my work every day um it's because there's a lot of people that still tell me no and i'm not okay with that i want to like i want i want the no's to become yeses so i work harder did someone warn you about life after reality tv no i thought um first of all i thought reality tv stars like starting i thought they made way more money when they told me how much money i was going to be making and i was I, like Ooh. yeah i was like what this is what you start at like i thought they were like rich yeah no they're not no i left the club for this it was less than the club it, you know it's it's <laughs> could have stayed at the bank people often get that thing in their head yeah. that you think reality tv people make a yeah. lot of money and i struggled i really really struggled because you know why um, in Pennsylvania, the cost of living is way cheaper. So what I was making doing the show was not even enough to sustain my life. Um, I wasn't able to ship my car. I had to borrow a friend's car, which was like a total hoopty compared to what I had. I had a nice Lexus in Pennsylvania, left, left it there with my mom, left my beautiful apartment. I had a crap apartment here. Um, well, actually, it wasn't a crap apartment. It was actually a really nice apartment. I just struggled to afford it. Yeah. Like, I went from paying $1,400 a month rent for a, like, three-bedroom, really nice situation with Speak a pool. Speak on it. Speak everything. on it. Here, my, um, my one bedroom was, like, 2500 a month. And it was just like, what? how is everyone so rich out here? I don't get it. Because people fake it. Yeah, they do. Well, I, I was one of the ones who faked it because I'm on this show now. And... These girls are pulling up to work in G-Wagons and like hair and makeup done. I'm like, I can't even afford to pay $250 
to get my makeup done today for the show. So I was doing my own makeup. I was borrowing my friend's car. I was parking three blocks down the street so they didn't see me in that car. I was showing up to set sweaty because I walked three blocks in the middle of the summer in LA. And I'm like... Because VH1 loves to drive up. I'm like, hey guys, I'm here. What are we fighting about today? You know? Um, so that was my life. Um, but yeah, I struggled. I thought I was going to be like rich and I wasn't. It was definitely a struggle. What if people start opening their doors to you and let the stigma of basketball wives go? What would you be doing in five years? Who would you be? Um, I mean, ultimately, there, there's a blueprint that I like to follow. Um, I really, really, really love uh, the life and, and what she's represented over the years, the life of Victoria Beckham mm -hmm. um, for many reasons she's about her family. Um, she didn't let that her husband was a superstar athlete overshadow her oh, ever. Wow. Um, I truly believe she has this amazing thing that she's somewhat embarrassed of that she would like to forget ever happened. I agree. Those girls, she's yes. like, stop calling me. I'm not doing the reunion tour. Leave me alone. Let me move on. Thank you. Um, so I feel like in a lot of ways we're similar and just her career and the climb of it has just been like incredible to watch and I love it and I admire it a lot. So um, in the next five years, something sort of like that, you know, like she's like doing things like designing the interiors of Range Rovers, things she probably never thought that she would design, but like those are things I would like to design. Engagement rings, like, you know, Vera Wang has a K Jewelers yeah. engagement ring collection. Like, do you think she ever thought she would be designing no. like engagement rings? Hell like no. she's Vera Wang, but she's doing it. And I think that's so cool to me. I admire it so much. I really, really love passion. I mean, fashion. <laughs> <laughs> you like passion too? I like both. Um, you like passion too? But three things I love. Um, I love my family. I love my money. And I love the climb. I love like, the start to finish and I just like like seeing myself I also like seeing other people my favorite movies have like a climb yeah I love the devil wears Prada I love that she starts as this girl who's like all shaggy and like mm -hmm. whatever and then and then she pops out as a bombshell like I love that part of the movie and like the music and like you know like I love seeing like a tornado three, yeah. of a of a bad bitch yeah. like i love that i love like a makeover and my life has been a makeover and i've been having so much fun like doing it and we're not finished what you see now this is cute but this is not it it's not done no. i don't believe it's done i know you're gonna have six more transformations and i know at some point your story is going to be told as a story of not only redemption but like this is what you can be i saw you on this turks and caicos trip with Kylie Jenner. How does one get the phone call to get in that girl squad? I need to get in. You know what? It's 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 been like, you know, a an interesting friendship. It's been like a on the low kind of friendship and you know, when that girl's ready to make moves, she makes moves. When she's ready to do something, she's got the means and the staff and the team to do it. And when she's ready to take 10 people to Turks and Caicos on a random, she can do it and you don't say no, you just go. Let's do it. Cuz it's fun. I love her. I feel like she's so sweet. I feel like she's so genuine. Very genuine. And I feel like she loves hard. Very, very, very genuine. Very, very sweet girl. And a lot of fun. You have a swimwear line. Yes. That kills it. What's the name of that swimwear Mint line? Mint Swim. 1.2 million in 2015? Yeah, we killed it that year. 
How did you come up with the line and why do you think people resonated so much with it? Well, originally, um, I'm from Pennsylvania and I wanted to do a swimwear line. Pennsylvania is not known for its beaches or pools or anything, so I knew I had to come to L.A. to kind of manifest. Um, so I did. I started it. The show kind of catapulted my idea. Um, I was able to tell millions of people at the same time while I was building this business. It all took place on the show. And um, I guess the people that were just fans of me became fans of my swimwear line because they saw the brand you know, start as just an idea and yeah. then actually become a reality. So... I was lucky enough to, you know, have that platform. But with every five fans comes one mother troll. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do you deal with those? Oh, it depends on what day of the week it is. Sometimes they can catch me and I'll just, I'll respond. But for the most part, I try to ignore it. I try to just, uh. What makes you clap back? Uh, if they're if they're dead, absolutely 100% incorrect about something. That's the clap back moment. Yeah. Incorrect. Yeah. How much time do you spend on it? Like, how, like mm. how deep is the read gonna get? Um, I mean, it can get deep. It depends what they're talking about. I, I can clap back when they'll say like things about marriage. Like, I don't know why you're forcing this relationship. He just don't wanna marry you, girl. My man will marry me tomorrow. He will marry me today right now. He, he will get on a jet and we will go to Vegas. He will totally do it. You don't know what the reason is we're stalling. It could, maybe it's me. Like, you know, maybe maybe it's whatever. Yeah. Also, it's usually like surgery stuff. Like, for a long time, uh, many years ago, I fixed my teeth. People didn't know I fixed my teeth. So every single person, every single picture that I posted, people were like, you got a nose job. You got a nose job. You got a nose job. It was every single picture Every other comment was nose job, nose job. There is no nose job here, honey. The contour, though, is on point. Thank you. The contour is on mother point. Thank you. Um, yeah, so it was like nose job, nose job, nose And I'm like, I don't have a nose job. I got my teeth done. Like, I know you guys notice something different, but at least allow me to tell you what it is before you're just like, ding, 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 ding. We got it. Like, they thought they were so on point with yeah. it. And it's like, no, I just fixed my teeth. And guess what? Originally, I went for a consultation for a nose job, and the doctor told me, no, I know what your problem is. You feel like your nose is sticking way out, and it's because your mouth is too small because your teeth are little. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, go get your teeth done. I don't do teeth. I Damn. do noses, but, like, I'm not going to touch your nose. It's beautiful. You're good. I was like, wow. If Thank you, you. If you did have something done, would you disclose it to the world? Yeah. You have no shame? No. I'm into that. I got my boobs done. They're done. Twice. Did you get the booty? No. I want the booty. I didn't get the booty, and I did not get lipo. That's another thing everyone likes to say. Lipo, lipo, lipo. My stomach. Lipo, lipo, lipo. Got her waist taken in. Brazilian butt lift. No, I have never had lipo. I am actually against lipo. I don't like it. The results are awful. I feel like you lost that rib, though. Somebody took that rib no, out. No. Because that waistline no. is... <laughs> Snatch. That's crazy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I believe about surgery, and this is why I like it and I don't like it. I would like to look good naked, where the girls of today would like to look good in a dress. So they look, and then when you take it off, it's like X's and like like holes and dents and it's real. I don't like that. That's not me. I like to have a nice, natural-looking, naked body. I don't want scars and stitches, marks and like lipo holes and like all those things it's just not my vibe it's not happening but no one talks about that side 
of plastic surgery because everyone thinks, oh my gosh, she's cute on Instagram. She's got that yeah, body. Yeah, you'll she's look like a booty. freaking scarecrow in person. And, I'm into that. And I'm not into that. So no, I didn't have liposuction. And I got my boobs done a few times, big to small. I'm on the small side now. This is the small version. And yeah, I, I like to look good naked. I can figure out ways to look good in a dress. I can wear a Spanx. I can like corset myself up. But for we the most the part, yeah, for the most part, I don't want to put a corset, a, a, a human corset underneath my skin and then look weird naked. Yeah. I just want to look like a normal human being naked. So that's my stance on plastic surgery. You're big into fashion. Huge into it. It's your thing. It's my thing. And you have a clothing line. I do. Tell me about it. Well, I have a clothing collaboration that I'm wearing. I wore it just for you, actually. So I hope you like it. It's everything. I know you noticed me when I walked in. Oh, but I, I saw hope the you, waist. I hope you noticed the dress. I saw the waist. I saw the dress. Marilyn so, Monroe. So um, my collab is with Superdown, which is like a newer company, um, very affordable, fast fashion. And this is one of my dresses. Wait, wait. When I say fast fashion, mm -hmm. a lot of people think cheap no. because it's affordable. No. This looked like Dolce & Gabbana when you walked in. Thank I literally you. was like, oh, she got coins. Good. She in Dolce right now. Good. What are the dresses retailing for? Um, they're they the the whole the whole entire collab is like starts at like thirty to one hundred and ten dollars. So the most expensive thing one hundred and ten dollars, most affordable thing thirty. I think we even have things less than thirty. I think we even have like twenties in the twenties. What do you spend your money on? Because you do wear a lot of fast fashion, a lot of you mm -hmm. like a lot of streetwear. When it comes to fashion, what do you invest your money in? Shoes. Um, so like today, I, I feel like this dress would be somewhere in the 30s or 40s, but mm -hmm. like my sh my boots, yes, boots. they're expensive. They're so I'm a, I'm a firm believer in mixing highs and lows, and that is how you you get it. You, 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 if you can mix highs and lows, you get it. Because everything doesn't have to be expensive. That doesn't make it fly. It makes it fly if you wear it with confidence. And like... I love this dress. It's faux suede. It's bomb. My boots are faux real. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they're suede. <laughs> My dress is not. You can't tell the difference between two. It just looks like I have a full suede look on, and that's fly. And no one has to know how much your dress costs. No one has to know how much your shoes cost. As long as you love them and you feel confident in them. And that's why I decided to do the collab with Superdown because it's affordable. My girls, my followers, they like affordable, but they also like to get fly. So this is cute. Yeah, this I created it for them. It's everything. I like that you're still thinking of your fans even when you came up. I gotta think of my fan. I'm not. I'm not me without my fans. My fans make me. They are my source of income. Like without them, I'm just a girl and that lives in LA. And I then I need to figure out. A day job because without them there, there's no income there's no uh, motivation I make things specifically for the people that follow me yeah I truly love you and thank you for being so open and honest and willing and I'm gonna see you back here in five years you're gonna see me back here like next month I had fun. <laughs> cheers okay oh yes Vanessa get your ass in here so what'd you think? I loved her. Yeah. She's savage. She's smart. She's with it. Mm -hmm. She understands. She's aware. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I think like 
people are so quick to judge and she is really smart and you can tell like you said she's a savage businesswoman she's made her come up on her own mm-hmm. and i thought that that was really cool of her when she was like i'm not leaning in on anyone i'm not asking for any favors i'm doing this on my own you're never gonna get the person you think or the person you see on tv right and that and especially with the show like basketball wives like she was saying how they create this like stereotype of black women and how they behave and how they act and she felt kind of bad about that you know when you step on a reality show they say okay she is going to be our single hot young thing Mm -hmm. she's going to be our married one she's going to be the divorcee that's kind of mad like every reality show black white asian hispanic everybody has that stereotype because people like to put us in a box right that's true i'm the random black gay guy who works here the random 100 (laughs) percent. i'm random as They're like, we need a black, we need a gay, we need a Jew. You're, you I'm all too. three. I'm all three. I'm all three. They were like, great, we get a value <laughs> with his ass. Just throw him in the pipeline. Well, you guys, if you want to watch this podcast, because it was interesting, mm-hmm, it was, it was very interesting, and mm-hmm. she is nice to look at. She's gorgeous. Beautiful. I'm a gay man myself, but yeah, she's hot. She's hot as hell. Mm-hmm. So to see this video of this podcast, head over to the E! News YouTube channel and click on Just the Sip and look for the photo of Drea Michelle. Honey, you do not want to miss that face. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.